Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. The questions that so many had about Tommy Lloyd and his ability to be able to recruit big picture are slowly starting to subside. How did, what were the criticisms? How did we get there? What does the future hold? You are locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. The show is brought to you by FanDuel. All right, now. Tommy Lloyd is the winningest coach in college basketball history through his first uh, three, uh, or excuse me, through his first uh, three seasons, or uh, three seasons, yes. Um, well, almost three seasons. And so there's no question that the man can coach. Um, and not only is there no question the man can coach, um, you also know that he's also the dude that, um, you also do, you also know that he is able to uh, bring in players. Um and I think uh, I think a big part of it is that you do wonder. You're like, all right, um, what and what? Because he's a nice dude. At what level was he going to be able to start recruiting? You know, top notch players. Because keep in mind, and again, um, I'm Team Tommy every, every day of the week. Um, but he did inherit a loaded roster, and you got to give again. You got to give Sean Miller a lot of credit for that one. Uh, Sean Miller left a roster where you had a top. 10 pick and Benedict Matherin. You had another first round pick and Dalen Terry. You had another almost first round pick and Christian Coloco. Uh, you had an all conference type player and a Julius Tabellis. You left a loaded team. Um, but uh, I don't, I think it's impossible to say that Tommy Lloyd did it or that, uh, that Sean Miller would have gotten more out of that unit than the Tommy gun has. Um, not only that, I think that it's also very difficult to say that, uh, uh, we Arizona would not uh, that uh, uh, Arizona would have reached the potential. Now you could say, well, they got bounced from the Sweet 16. I get it, but at the same time, and I know that there was the COVID year in there. Arizona didn't win a tournament game. I think in Miller's last four years, so there was that. Um, but then Tommy Lloyd took over and he pressed every right button. And not only did he press every right button, he also was able to press the kind of buttons that. Um, you know, I just don't think that uh, we had seen here in a long time. And I think what was exciting about uh, what Tommy Lloyd was able to do last year is that Tommy Lloyd was able to bring in a, or two years ago, Tommy Lloyd was able to bring in a fun style of play, a style of play that we ended up, that we watched uh, during, um, that we watched uh, all throughout uh, the, uh, you know, uh, all throughout the season. And again, Dude, 61 and 11 is a starter. I mean, as a starter, as a, a head coach, that is a, uh, that is a very, very uh, impressive, uh, uh, very impressive record, no matter how you put it. Um, and then last year, uh, it was interesting because again, you added Julius Tabellas back. Obviously you lost three guys, 
Um, but then it was a kind of a smorgasbord where you had Kirk Risa, uh, a Miller holdover. <laughs> Kirk Risa. Um, then you had Courtney Ramey, obviously. Um, then uh, after that, you had Pella Larson, obviously brought in by uh, uh, Tommy Lloyd, said Cedric Henderson up front, Umar Ballo, leader of men. Uh, and that team, I thought, drastically overperformed. Um, I know they got bounced in the first round of the NCAA tournament, but again, I never really thought that team was that good because you didn't, it just, who was that guy at the end of a game? Now, again, Azulis Tabellis was a really, really good basketball player, but Azulis was definitely not somebody that wanted the ball in big moments. We saw that time and time and time again come March, whether that was obviously uh, that horrific NCAA tournament he had as a sophomore or the one that he uh, obviously had as a, a junior, where against Princeton, down the stretch, he didn't want the ball. He just didn't. I mean, he was passing up open 18-footers and uh, kind of feebly dribbling it in for a contested or a contested shot that just wasn't you – know, that, that wasn't going anywhere. Um, he certainly did not embrace the moment. I guess that's where uh, – that's kind of where I'm going with this one. Um and that is what it is. You can say, well, uh, you know, you can you can throw a variety of different reasons. Either way, didn't embrace the moment, didn't really want to, and that was just kind of the way it is. Um, but with uh, uh, this year's this year's team, though, you are able to bring in some players. And again, this is where I give Tommy Lloyd a lot of credit because Tommy Lloyd was able to take inventory of the roster and was able to say, listen, uh, we're not good at the we're not good enough at certain positions, and honestly. Any Arizona fan can tell you they weren't good enough at certain positions. Um, not only were they not good enough at certain positions, they didn't have a lead, they didn't have a they didn't have a guy that wanted to just take the ball, take the game over at the end of games. That's what you got in Caleb Love. Um, now you could say you don't like Caleb Love, whatever the case may be, whatever. I get it, you're wrong if you don't like Caleb Love, but Caleb Love is Caleb Love is the guy that wants the ball down the stretch. And not only does Caleb Love want the ball down the stretch. Uh, you have a pretty good idea that he's going to make it. Um, he is, I mean, you talk about a player that he can go 0 of 30 and that next shot is going in. Um, he is a, he is an absolute, uh, he is an absolute uh, bowling ball when the game is on the line bowling ball. But either way, um, Arizona needed somebody like that. Arizona needed a dog that was going to take over the game when the game needed to be taken over. And they've gotten exactly that from him. And not only have they gotten exactly that from him, they've also shown an ability with uh, Caleb Love to, um, you know, to be a little bit tougher, to be a little bit edgier. And I think that's something that Arizona wanted. And part of this, obviously, recruiting is there's a, there's a bunch of different avenues. We're going to get to the high school recruiting in a second, but the transfer portal is every bit as important now. Um, so you, then you look at some of the other players on this team, and it's a lot of transfer portal guys. Keyshaw Johnson. Keyshaw Johnson is a very good basketball player. Um, he, I don't know that he's quite what I thought he was going to be from an energy, from a just from a you know a hype perspective. But Keyshaw Johnson is good at basketball, and he's been a welcome addition. Again, last year's team. Kind of had some weenies on it. Um, and not really dudes that embraced big moments. Keyshaw Johnson, um, you know, he's been better of late, but we've also seen him against schools like Purdue, where he was, well, you know, I mean, he's one of the best players on the court. We saw him against Michigan State do that as well. So, again, Keyshaw has been a very, very welcome addition. And then look at some of the other players on the team, you know, transfer portal guys. Umar Ballo, leader of men, Umar Ballo. 
Um, he was, uh, you know, he's been much maligned. I love Umar. I don't care what anybody says. Umar Ballo is the dude. Not only is Umar Ballo the guy, he's able to, um, he's able to, uh, you know, get rebounds, put, get uh, putbacks, all kinds of stuff that just a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, the kind of stuff that a lot of players just don't necessarily embrace. Umar Ballo, leader of men, um, has been another just very, very good. Uh, transfer portal edition. So again, you got to give Lloyd, you got to give Tommy Gunn a lot of credit when it comes to the transfer portal. Um, because he is, uh, and we didn't even talk about Pella Larson, who we're going to talk about next. But first, let's see here. What is the read today? The read today is FanDuel. Check it out, FanDuel. All right. Now, there's nothing more enjoyable than betting on a game when you've got, or betting or watching a game when you got a little bit of action on it. I don't care about baseball, but I'll tell you what, if I put, if I know that FanDuel is offering me $5 and I can get 200 back, if that wins and free bets, guess what? I'm going to be interested in baseball. Check it out. FanDuel. Um, it's a great deal. Like I said, uh, everybody, uh, everybody's using it and there's a reason that everybody's using it. Your money's good. Why not utilize FanDuel? Check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. Okay, now, uh, Pell Larson, another one that kind of fits in the uh, that, that template in that he's a tough, rugged defender and He's been one of Arizona's best players this year. My Bad Pella hashtag, the My Bad Pella movement is uh, is in full effect. But Pella is a uh, Pella's been another one that's been a very good contributor for Arizona. So again, and then another dude, Jaden Bradley. I believe that Jaden Bradley at some point here is going to be a starting point guard here at the U of A, and I believe he's going to be an all-conference player. What I like about Bradley is, um, let, listen, um, he's not going to be able to come down and just drop 35 points on you. But what I like about him is that he is patient, he's athletic, and when he comes in, things change. Not only do things change, they are uh, they change for the better in a hurry. You know when Jaden Bradley is out there. Not only do you know when Jaden Bradley is out there, the opponents know when Jaden Bradley is out there because that's because Jaden Bradley is good. Um, defensively, I love him. He's pesky. He can make a lot of different plays with the ball. Um, just like I said, a huge fan of what Jaden Bradley brings to the equation. And not only am I a huge fan of what Jaden Bradley brings to the equation, also a huge fan just of his uh, demeanor in general, how he plays, all of that stuff. Um, Bradley is a, uh, Bradley's a beast. Um, and again, another very, very nice transfer portal addition. If you get, uh, if you kind of follow the uh, trends here, these are all good transfer portal additions. He uh, Tommy Lloyd has done a very good job. Now, let's talk about the high school recruiting because that kind of got started off on a little bit of a slow front. I think a lot of people were wondering, you know, uh, what exactly it felt like Arizona 
was missing out on a lot of kids they were getting involved in. And nobody really understood why, because Tommy Lloyd was winning a lot of basketball games. But Lloyd has certainly figured it out. And like I said, in recruiting, it is so much just about relation relations and uh, relationships and being able to be on the same page as others. And Tommy Lloyd has Tommy Lloyd has mastered that at this point. Um, and a big part of that template is going to be Southern California. Now, the first one that came in obviously was Kylan Boswell. Um, Kylan Boswell is a player who uh, Kylan Boswell is a dude who is uh, was a top fifteen to top twenty prospect coming out. Now, Boswell has certainly been very up and down during his U of A career. There's uh, there's no doubt about that, um, but. That doesn't, uh, but we've all seen what he can do when uh, when he's playing at his best. And like against Duke, he looked like the best player on the court. Not only did he look like the best player on the court, he looked like a player that uh, wanted the ball at every single avenue. And and again, dude embraced the moment. Not only did the guy embrace the moment, um, he was the guy that uh, he was the guy that um, was pretty much in a uh, pretty much at a state where you knew that. If he, uh, you know, you could just tell what he could do. And not only could you just tell what he could do, you could also, uh, you could also tell that he was uh, somebody that had legitimate NBA aspirations and not only legitimate NBA aspirations, a guy who, um, you know, was just different, but either way, he kind of fits into that top, uh, he kind of fits into that top, uh, that top realm where you have uh, that top realm where you have, uh, you know, players that are, um, that top realm where, you know, top 15 to 20 player out of the Southern California area, where all of these, uh, where all of the players, um, you know, by for Tommy Lloyd were, uh, good. But again, now it gets a little bit more interesting because again, that's one player. Keep in mind, he was technically class of 2023, um, but he reclassified as we all know, in case you didn't know, Kylan Boswell is only 18 years old, a, uh, and uh, not only is he only 18 years or eight, well, he's only 17. Um, he was, a, he's a player that uh, I think a lot of guys or a lot of people out there know that um, are, you know, he was really, really good. But again, when you get to 24, 25, that's where it becomes fascinating for me because this was your real first real class where you can really start developing relationships with players where Tommy Lloyd gets to know them for two or three years, where Tommy Lloyd gets to know that these guys are, you know, these players get to know who Tommy Lloyd is. They get to know the, uh, they get to know kind of the aspects of uh, what he can do. And not only you know, do they get to know the aspects of what he can do, they get to find out what kind of guy he is. And I think that's a big part of it. Uh, Tommy Lloyd is. And so, again, 2024 was always going to be the class where he was going to be where he was going to be judged on to a certain degree. And that was a uh, and, he, and he's passed it with flying colors. The first one, obviously, is Carter Bryant. Uh, Carter Bryant, McDonald's All-American kid out of California. Uh, dropped a tad in the rankings, but don't really care about that. Com comes from basketball royalty. Um, he's an NBA player. I've coined the Jason Tatum uh, comparison. I think the Jason Tatum comparison is actually spot on, hence why I used it. But uh, either way, Tatum is a Tatum's a monster. Um, not only is Jason Tatum a monster, um, he might be the player that you can get two years out of because. He's, uh, you know, again, he's very talented, but it also might take him a little bit of time. His passing ability is second level. 
he's going to fit in. He's going to fit in remarkably well with what Tommy Lloyd wants to do at Arizona, just from a passing perspective. You look at Lloyd's best teams; they're loaded with good passers. Carter Bryant fits right into that good passer, uh, that good passer template, and. Uh, Lloyd is also the dude that I think is going to be able to utilize that and utilize that very well. Uh, and like I said, Bryant, while he's very, very, very good, he doesn't factor in as one of those players that's probably going to bounce after, or no, maybe he does. But there's definitely a chance that you could get a second year out of him, which is very enticing, very enticing. Um, and then another one, his buddy, Jamari Phillips. All right. Jamari Phillips did not make the McDonald's game. That is silly. Jamari Phillips, I believe, is the most well-rounded scoring guard in high school basketball. He can get you from the three, he can get you from the mid-range, and he can finish at the hoop. Um, I think a lot of these recruiting analysts have missed the boat with him. I don't understand the whole philosophy well. You know, we saw him once this past, uh, you know, this past spring and he didn't shoot well. And that somehow, uh, you know, brings him down in the rankings. That makes no sense to me because, again, some kids, these are 17, 18 year old kids. Sometimes they're not going to shoot well. And even if they don't, you know that he can shoot well. You've seen the form, you know what he can do. And again, that to me is just baffling that some recruiting uh, experts base their, uh, base that off of what he, you know, off of what uh, Jamari or, you know, what they saw from a game, uh, one game. When you saw him, when you saw him earlier, absolutely destroy it, and you started push, pushing him up as a top fifteen prospect. It's a lot, not like he. It's not like he figured or he decided. Well, you know what? I'm just not going to shoot now. He just didn't have a good shooting game. But either way, don't care. Um, he's going to come in here, and I don't know that he's going to start immediately. I think he's probably a two year player. But I think there's a lot of Caleb Love in his game. I don't. Uh, I don't watch him and say that that's a uh, that that's a player that. Um, I don't watch him and say that that's a player that is uh, going to be um, the next, uh, you know, the next, uh, you know, I, I don't know, uh, Salim Stoudemire in his first year. But I think by his second year, I think he's going to be an all-conference, all-American type. Um, he's just got to get here. Once he gets on campus, he's going to get stronger. He's going to get a better feel of the staff. He's going to get all of that. Uh, Phillips is Phillips is a beast. And he fits, again, not quite Southern California, but runs with Southern California guys. Um, this was a big get for Arizona. Now, again, Schools like UCLA probably pretending that they didn't really want him. They're liars. They're liars. They're liars. Ignore them. They are, they, they do not know what they're talking about. And they know that they are lying. Um, Phillips, though, is that dude. Um, he's going to be really, really good for uh, Arizona. And that was a great get. I think that that's going to be one of the better gets of the Tommy Lloyd era. So, again, we talked about now three guys, three McDonald's All-American types five-star players out of Southern California. Now, there are more that we need to talk about. But first, game time. All right, check it out. Game time. You might say, uh, wow, I'd like to go watch some of these players, Mike, uh, but I don't know where I can find tickets. Great question. Even if it was a question, a rhetorical question. Game time. New users, download the game time app. Use code locked on for $20 off. All users use promo code Vegas100 to get $100 off purchase of a ticket to the big game. Check it out again. Game time. You will thank me later. Game time is where it's at. Um, all kinds of good stuff going on with game time. And not only is there all kinds of good stuff coming on. Uh, going on with game time you also know that you can go to concerts you can do a bunch of different stuff along with getting your tickets to watch the university of arizona 
Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, 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 we move on to 2025. Braden Burries, um, five-star guard out of Southern California and a very good friend of Carter Bryant. He was at the game. He was at this game this past week, or uh, two weekends ago, and by all accounts, he had a very, very good time. I would expect Arizona to get uh all right. I would expect Eric to get Braden Burries, and that will be a nice little start to the 2025 class. Again, another Southern California guy. Lloyd, Lloyd's get like I said, Lloyd's getting it. I think it took him a little bit just to kind of get his footing on, you know, how he wanted to go about recruiting, how he wanted to get players. But Burries is that dude. Not only is Burries that guy, he's somebody else the players are going to want to play with as well. Um, you watch uh you watch Carter Bryant, you watch Jamari Phillips, you watch players like that. Um, it's kind of a cyclical thing. It's kind of like a little bit with like Sean Miller, where it just became happenstance that all the Oakland soldiers were going to come play at Arizona, whether that was Brandon Ashley, Aaron Gordon, Josiah Turner, Nick Johnson, Stanley Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. Um, word of mouth spreads. And if a kid is good, if a kid has a good time, then generally – they're going to uh, tell their buddies that, hey, come on board here. This is fun times here at the U of A. And again, that is a good thing for people out there. Uh, but Burries, I believe, will be the next one. I don't know when he's going to commit, but I do believe that he will be one. He's got it. And he's a really, like I said, he's a professional scorer. He's a lot like Jamari Phillips. He's built a little bit differently um, than most of your basketball players, a little bit thicker, a little bit more stout, but a very good basketball player and somebody that. I think now as an Arizona fan, we should, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Lloyd is really kind of getting his foothold in as to what he wants to do with so many of these players. Burries is just another one of those dudes. Um, but again, Tommy Lloyd is Tommy Lloyd is a great basketball mind. You you don't win the amount of games that he's won in such a short period of time. And again, like last year's team, I know they got bounced by Princeton, but they were that team was a two seed. That team had no business being a two seed. Um, the talent just wasn't there. You had a lot of guys that, I mean, think about last year's team. How many guys from last year's team would start on this year's team? You know, not a ton, especially in the backcourt. Um, but things changed and uh, Lloyd adapted. And the same thing is like with recruiting. Lloyd has been able to adapt on the recruiting front. He's been able to bring in, he's been able to figure out the kind of players that he wants, the template that he wants. And when you go to these games or when you go to these tournaments, it's great because he pretends that he's not really watching the games but he is really watching the games and uh, he pretends that he's lollygagging with people, but you know exactly what he's doing. Um, unless Bruce Pascoe comes in, then if Bruce Pascoe comes in, then all bets are off because Bruce is a different dude. Um, but Arizona though is uh, Arizona is in a very, very good spot um, with, uh, with recruiting under Tommy Lloyd. And again, um, people say, well, do you worry about Tommy Lloyd leaving? Here's always what I say with a coach with Arizona basketball. You can win a national title at Arizona. You can get all the players you want at Arizona. So outside of getting a, you know, a drastically uh, more, a ton more money, I don't know why you would leave here. Again, I get why somebody would leave Arizona football. I don't get why anybody would leave Arizona basketball. And, you know, Lute Olson was an example of that. Lute Olson could have left to Kentucky multiple times. Again, I get that the times are different, but I just don't see why anybody would leave Arizona. Tommy Lloyd, though, is getting it. And Tommy Lloyd is going to be somebody that uh, it's going to be very fun to watch his progression because, you know, the more talented players he gets, the more kind of dogs that he's got, it's going to be more enjoyable to be able to watch those as well. All right. Now, 
Uh, Arizona ASU tomorrow, like we talked about previously, I think Arizona's going to win this game easily. I get that it's a rivalry game. Don't care. I think ASU is in disarray. I also think that Arizona just has too much talent. I think that they're too driven at this point. I think they want that one seed out West and everybody should want that one seed out West because that would mean a lot for the University of Arizona. But again, like we've seen with ASU, some of these games can be uh, some of these games can be uh, difficult, but I am not too worried about that. But like I said, you guys all have a great weekend, and uh, we will be back with you Monday again. Uh, looking for Arizona to take care of business against the ASU Sun Devils, and uh, we'll be back with you talking that. We're also going to get into a little bit of Arizona football as well. But on that note, have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.